Hello and welcome back to Let's Fucking Go There, a podcast where we have real, raw, unfiltered conversation with our guests around sex, shame, spirituality, intimacy, pleasure, and all of those juicy topics that we all think about and no one talks about. Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Fucking Go There. I am really excited for the guests that we have on the show today. I actually have not, I've heard you speak on some clubhouse chats that I've been on, um, but I haven't really had the gift of working with your energy yet and I'm just so pulled to you, your social media, the way you speak and the messages and medicine you share as you communicate is just intoxicating. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Um, And if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and share who you are on a soul level without any of your labels um, or professional tags or anything like that first. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. First of all, thank you, Jaren. So my name is Elia, Elia Bean. Um, I grew up in Mexico, born and raised there, moved to the U.S. when I was 18 by myself and to go to school and I love it. I just love, you know, everything, the struggles, the pain, the everything, everything, because everything has set me in the path that I am right now. And the path that I am right now, the person who I am without labels, it's just to bring awareness, just Mm. to bring awareness of love. I love that. Bring awareness of love and self-love. That's it. Just to awaken everybody uh, or as much as I can to really, really go deep in yourself and love yourself and just truly step into your own power. You just have such a passion when you talk about this. You're lighting up. Um, And I love that you don't bypass your struggles and pain. No. I'm the same way. I find so many people are like, oh my gosh, just release it, let it go. I was like, that's impossible. I like to transmute it into art, Mm -hmm. into medicine. Um, So what do you do? So I'm a licensed hypnotherapist. Um, Also, I incorporated uh, energy work with it too. So it's like a whole, I feel, you know, before I moved to the States, I always wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to be a doctor. And I feel in a way, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm an energy doctor. I'm a yes. fucking surgeon. I mean, <laughs> it's called energy, energy medicine. Absolutely. Healing people with energy, healing people with loving, purifying energy. And that's what I love. I'm so passionate about it. I love seeing my clients feeling like they're finally not just letting go, but they're accepting that it's okay. It's okay that they went through that pain and, but they're not that person anymore. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not longer that person anymore. You know, it's like, um, I'm an adult now and because I'm an adult, I know better. And because I know better, I can do better. I love that. What brought you to deciding this is what you wanted to do with your life? Well, uh, 12 years now, Around 12 years ago, I decided that I wanted to get a divorce. I was in a very abusive relationship. 
Um, to this day, you know, I don't really like to talk, talk about bad about my ex-husband. I think um, I'm at a point where I'm actually very thankful for him, very thankful for him. And, and I always tell uh, some of my other friends that are healers and, and that have gone through, you know, a same type of relationship. It's like, I feel like I went to college I got my yeah. master's degree <laughs> and I got my PhD in narcissistic relationships. It's like, I see, I, I went through everything, you know, I went through all the struggles, the pain, the anxiety, the depression, the um, insomnia, the, uh, everything, the, even going through that spiritual death where my therapist actually called, called me, um, you are emotionally unattached we become unattached but then again it's like we have to remember that even that it served a purpose absolutely it served a function and the function and the purpose that it was serving for me it was to protect me to protect me so that I wouldn't hurt myself so that I wouldn't you know keep you know feeling this pain and and in that, you know, of course, we blocked everything. We blocked all the pain. And so that's why, um, you know, when people say that, you know, I'm, I'm having, I'm struggling with depression, I get it. It's painful. It truly is painful. So I, I went through all that pain and I'm so thankful that I did that now. I, I went also through, even, even as an empath, you know, we have narcissistic traits too. Oh yeah. Because as an empath, you know, I, I went through the other part of being a victim and being a victim, it's a trait of, a, it's a narcissistic trait. You know, it's like, why me? You know, why, why, why am I, you know, I'm such a good person. Why, why am I struggling like this? Why am I going through this pain? But it wasn't until I understood that it wasn't happening to me, but it was happening for me. And so at that point, it was like, ah, okay, I can do something with this. I can use this pain to push me to go back to school. I became a therapist. That's why I became a therapist, because I went through the whole process of going through therapist to another therapist to another therapist. And I tried different techniques, different modalities of psychology, NLP, Reiki, mm -hmm. you name it. I wanted to try everything because I wanted to really fix myself. And then when I did that, and when I was working on that, I was like, well, you know what? This is really working for me. And there's more people like me out there. So I really want to do something with this. I really want to be able to help other women and other men too, to really wake up and realize that their pain is, you know, that they don't have to stay in that pain that they can move from that pain and they can transmute that pain into something beautiful, mm. into some, maybe they can find, you know, the purpose of that pain and they can see the other side of pain, which for me, the other side of pain was joy. The other side of pain for me was self-love. When I started practicing self-care, I started doing my practice of self-care every single day, waking up and looking myself in the mirror and going scanning my body go you know stepping just in front of the mirror and just scanning my body and going through it and and really being like thankful for it and really being loving mm -hmm. for it. 
that really like changed my whole concept of myself, my body, you know, and how, because I honestly, I didn't feel like I was pretty. I would look at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, I, I, I just don't like myself, you know? It's like, oh, I have stretch marks. I have two kids, so I have stretch marks. And I was like, oh, that's that part of my body, you know, that belly is like, oh, it's so gross. And then it wasn't until I remember one time my ex-husband was like um, saying like, well, you're never going to, you know, step, you know, in front of another man naked because you hate your, you know, you have issues with your stomach. You, you hate that part of your body. And it just hit me. I was like, oh my God, how wrong have I been thinking that hating that part of my body, you know, that part of my body that at one point serves such an amazing mm -hmm. purpose of creating. It was creation. It was love right there, cooking right there. And yet I was saying that I didn't like that part of my body, that I hated that part of my body instead of being like, thank you for allowing me, for carrying, you know, for helping me carry those two beautiful souls. Thank you. So it, it was a whole, you know, it, it, people say, you know, well, how long it take you? Honestly, it was a process and it took it's me years. probably still going on. It took, yeah, it's still, I'm still, you know, it's still every day. That's why it's a practice. That's why it becomes a practice and you have to practice it every single day. It's like you you don't go a day without brushing your teeth, right? Yeah. Same thing. You don't go a day without practicing self-care, without saying, you know, praising yourself, saying something pretty about yourself, saying, saying something positive about yourself. High five yourself, really. It's like you have to do that every single day, every single day, just like it, it becomes a habit, just like brushing your teeth, really. Like meditation for me is like, wake up, do my meditation. Even if it's just a two-minute meditation, yeah. five-minute meditation, it doesn't matter. It's just that habit, habit of, you know, breathing and learning to calm yourself and really just allowing that clarity in your, in your brain and your mind to, to start your day with a positive mindset. Yeah, because that's really going to like set the tone, set the, set the tone for the rest of the day. Yes. I love how you brought up that your detachment um, was like a form of protection. It mm -hmm. is. I see that so often in a lot of my clients and myself even, but then there becomes time then where it becomes a pattern. It's like, okay, it's safe for me to drop back in and to let myself be attached to this situation and be in my body, but it's so hard to do that. It's not just like, okay, I go from not doing it at all and using it as a form of protection to shifting it. Um, how did you go from being detached to letting yourself feel safe in your mindset, in your body? Because I know so many people struggle with that. It's with sex too. Mm -hmm. How many women, myself yes. included, who've been sexually abused, mm -hmm. um, when you first start, you know, having sex by choice, it's like you can't get out of your head because it's become your armor to mm -hmm. get out of yourself, you know? What well, would you, you have this wall. Yeah. You have a wall that you build to protect yourself and it's and it's and it's okay. The thing that you have to remind yourself is that you have to be compassionate with yourself. 
how would you talk to your friend if she had gone through an experience like that? How would you talk to your best friend if she was sexually abused? Mm. How would you talk to your, your friend if she was, you know, um, abused in any kind of way, you know, physically abused or mentally abused? How would you talk to her? Yeah. And then that's how you talk to yourself. Yeah, we wouldn't. And then it's like, okay, compassion. It really, it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's easy. It's a process, but it's something that you have, that you, it becomes a habit and you slowly start doing it. Even just writing a journal, you know, writing a journal. That was huge for me. Writing a journal and mirror work. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. That's, it's such a simple exercise, but it really makes such a huge difference. Um, I was, I've been working with uh, one of my colleagues. Um, it's, it's called Tantra for One, the Art of Self-Love. And in it, you know, we explain the exercise of the mirror work and all kinds of other exercises in there. But there's such a simple exercises that you can do on your own, that you can do at home. And it's really just respecting yourself again, loving yourself again. It's really, that's the, honestly, that's all you need to do. Just love yourself. I remember, you know, like I have one of my coaches. Um, he's also one of my really good friends. He said, you know, how do you, what do you feel right now? I'm like, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling a shit right now. I'm feeling crap. I'm feeling like, like, I'm just, ah, oh, like, I just want to like, like not even live. Like, why am I living? Like, why, why, why am I still here? He's like, okay. How about you go in the shower right now and you just like sit there and just hug yourself or take a bath and just hug yourself in there. And then after you come out of the bath, you know, you eat something comfortable, make yourself a little sandwich or something, something easy, quick, and, and that it's also good, you know, comforting, comfort food yeah. sometimes. And, and so I started doing little things like that. They add up. Self-care. It's all about self-care. And that's why self-care for me is it's so huge. Even dressing yourself up. Mm -hmm. Dressing up was considered one of the uh, our ancestors, you know, ancient ancestors. They did it as a ritual. It was a ritual to for adoration of the self. Mm. Self-care, self-love. I mean, they were already doing it. They were already practicing self-care. They were already practicing self-love by dressing up. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you shared that. I'm actually personally struggling with that for the past two weeks with my kids being sick, me being home, just going from my bedroom to my office. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, have not put on real clothes at all. It's sports bra, it's leggings. And I miss it. It's like a, whenever I take the time to dress myself up or to put on that bold lipstick it's a, mm -hmm. it's a form of embodiment and like i feel better you know even if i'm not going anywhere and that's the thing you don't have to do it for anyone else you do it for yourself for yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but as women we're programmed like you look i wish you need to take a picture of yourself today so I can share it because I wish people could see how radiant that you look right now. Um, and it's just, 
you look amazing. She's in all red, red lipstick, red fingernails, a red suit, like I guarantee you feel confident and beautiful, right? Yes. Just just that change of that, you know, like I was doing my makeup. I was like, okay, yeah, it looks good. But once I put that red mm-hmm. lipstick, it was like boom right there and I was like whoa okay all right I'm ready to do this let's fucking do this (laughs) um I love my husband he's amazing but sometimes when I do dress up and look nice he's like who are you dressing up for it's programmed in him Mm -hmm. that women when they get ready and look nice it's for someone else I was like honestly just myself and he's learning not to say that um but again, it's not just programmed in us to do it for that reason. It's programmed in the masculine too. It's but- programmed in the whole society. Uh-huh. Right? The whole society that is looking at women as we're not supposed to do this. We're not supposed to do that. Well, how are we supposed to be confident then? Mm-hmm. If you keep telling us what we're not supposed to do. If you keep telling us that we are not supposed to do who we are. Yeah. Exactly. How are we supposed to be confident then? How are we supposed to be this, you know, step into our own power, step into our, you know, really embrace the feminine energy? How are we supposed to do it? I think everybody keeps telling us not to be who we are. Mm-hmm. I remember my, uh, again, I'm, I'm mentioning my ex-husband a little too much, but he's probably not going to listen to this. I hope not. But I remember that he hated the color red and the color red was my favorite color. So I couldn't wear red. I couldn't wear red lipstick. I couldn't wear red anything. And, and after I, you know, moved out of that and I started wearing red, it was like, ah, oh, I missed this so much. This is my color, it's my favorite color. Like look really good it's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's like, really, I really want to embrace my feminine energy and I should, we all should. Mm-hmm. you know, especially as women. And then we have that, um, you know, in society, men learn to work with, with each other. Teamwork, always, since mm-hmm. they're little. Women, we learn to attack each other. Divide. Jealousy, divide. absolutely. And we're constantly like, you know, kind of like, you know, almost like battling with each other at work and, and see who, you know, who's better and I look better than you. And it, it should not be like that either. You know, it should be like, you're my sister. You're my sister and, and I want to help you. You know, you're my sister. You're like, let me give you a hand. You're you know, my sister and I support you. You're my sister and I want to cheer you up. You're my sister and you're doing great at work. Oh my God, great, amazing. You're doing amazing. You're amazing. You look beautiful. You are so beautiful. You, wow. It's like I have this thing with uh, one of my really good friends. Whenever we see each other, she's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And we looked at each other and was like, damn, you look sexy today. I'm like, no, you look sexy. No, (laughs) you look sexy. It's like, it's not about, you know, almost like it's about who gives the most compliment to who. Yes, I love that. It really builds builds up the, the self-esteem. It builds up the relationship. It really helps to, it really builds you up as friends, as sisters, as women. 
It's mm. like women supporting other women. That's how it should be. Have you, know? you always felt held and supportive by women or is this something? No. Exactly. Yeah. No. No, no, no. It was like, you know, uh, when I was still working in the corporate world, when I was still working in, um, it, it was, it was always like the, you know, uh, the fight, the, the envy, the, you know, always, yeah, fighting for who gets the, and, and it goes back to, to the way society was built. Yeah. You know, it goes back to it's, it's, unfortunately, it was built more for, for men. And so the masculine energy, it's about, you know, power. It's about, you know, I do this. And, and I see that a lot with, you know, a lot of working women that we step more into the masculine energy because we, we kind of have to, to really go in through the, the world of, of men too. But when we really go back and then we're so unbalanced, like I remember like, why do I feel so unbalanced? I just, this is just not working for me. When I went back and I really cut myself and I started stepping into my feminine energy, it was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And this is the way I want to do it. And I'm going to embrace my feminine side too. And I'm going to embrace my feminine energy. And I'm going to balance both because both are necessary and we have both. We have the masculine and the feminine energy in each other. I'm going to embrace both. But when I want to be more feminine, I'm going to fucking be more feminine. Yes. Period. I actually am more natural in my masculine energy than in my feminine energy. So I have to consciously be like, all right, I'm stepping out of this and I'm choosing to step into my feminine energy. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up too is like our society has constructed the fact that women are to look at each other as threats because when we come together and love each other, it's powerful. It's scary. They don't want women. I mean, I feel like the society is shifting a little bit as more people like us are waking up and stepping up and creating groups of women. Right. Um, but it is like if you think about when my grandparents were brought up, the women were home with the babies, the men went to work, they didn't leave the house, you know, they didn't really have friends. Um, and they were very small not really seen mm -hmm. other than being seen in the fact of being a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. And that's still programmed in us. You know, I, yeah. when I first had my son, I lost myself. I didn't, mm -hmm. I thought I couldn't do the things that lit me up because it would make me a bad mother, including self-care. Right. Everything else fell away. And yes, I was a new mom finding my footing and everything. But I was also really depressed. I was really depressed. I was really lost. I was lonely. And I felt like I couldn't talk about it because I had this baby. I should be happy. You know, I should feel deeply fulfilled because that's a woman's purpose in society is to create life and take care of that life. Um, and unfortunately, like, it's such a common theme that I see. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And as you mentioned that it, it, this thought came to my mind, um, it's a quote from King Richard, the father of uh, Venus and Serena Williams. Mm. And he told them, you know, the, the most dangerous, something about like the most dangerous creature out there 
it's a woman that knows how to think. Mm. A woman that knows how to think. It's so like men get so be you know people get so threatened by a woman who knows how to think. Absolutely. And then and then again, it's like we have so much to bring into the world. They're so scared of it. They're so scared of the unfamiliar. We're all scared of the what it's unfamiliar. You know, we're so used to the world runs this and this this way and this way. You know, like somebody else was saying, well. You know, what about, you know, the feminist, feminism and all this? And I was like, that was necessary mm-hmm. at the time. You know, all those movements were necessary. All those movements were a type of revolution. All of those movements were necessary for us now to have the, you know, the voice that we have now, the rights that we have now that are be- they belong to us. They belong to us, but we had to fight for them. We did, but it's a new type of revolution now. The new type of revolution where it's not about separating because that's what they say, you know, well, there's this feminism, there's this other group, there's this other group, and it's all separated by different groups. Well, what I'm seeing now is that we're going through a completely different era, a completely different type of revolution where people wanna be united. People want to start, people are starting to wake up and they want to be united. So this is a different type of revolution, a different movement. The movement of united, getting united, being united, collaborating. Next year is going to be huge, huge for collaboration. This year thing for me was learn to collaborate. You have to start collaborating with other people because if you want to make a change, mm-hmm. if you want to make a real big change in this world, you cannot do it by yourself. It's impossible. You have to start collaborating with other women. You have to start collaborating with other people so that you guys can, you know, the movement can be even bigger. The ripple effect of everything. Yes, absolutely. So it, it is all about collaborating and it's all about uniting. Mm-hmm. Start to unite, you know, uniting forces, uniting everybody. Really, it's not about, you know, who, which label, you know, which group you're in, you know, the label of that group. That's what they want to keep us separated. Oh my gosh, that goes all the way back to, for me in America, like lunchtime in high school, you know, sitting at different tables, Mm. different groups, all Mm -hmm. separated. Right. Um, So it's deeply rooted and wired in us. Um, I love that you're know that your next journey going into 2022 is collaboration. My uh, stepping into this version of me for 2021 was feeling safe being seen, you know, feeling safe using my voice being seen, which was something that I did not previously feel safe doing because of some of my past experiences. And that circles me back to one of the things you had brought up earlier when we were talking was as empaths, um, as just that victim mindset and the power behind choosing to flip the script and getting out of that. That in its own is so powerful because they, those people who've hurt us already took so much from us. And the longer we hold on to that anger and resentment, the more we're letting them drain our energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? right. um, so to, to visualize that, this is what I do to my clients. I, I help, I 
ask them to visualize, you know, visualize like as if you have like a little remote control and then you're giving that remote control to that person. You chose to give that remote control to that person. You let them take that remote control. It's almost like you just gave it to them, okay? They provoke you, they create, they got the reaction that they wanted from you. And so when they got that reaction, you gave them that remote. And then when you decide to, this is not longer me anymore. You know what? I'm tired of this. This is not longer me. I really don't want to spend my energy in this anymore. That's when you take, and then it's, it's like, excuse me, I'm going to take my remote back. I'm going to take my control back. Mm. And I'm going to take my power back. Because it's my power. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me see. Thank you for letting me see that I needed to work on myself, that I needed to do all this internal work so that I could take my power back. Thanks for holding it. But I'm going to take it. Yes, I I love that. Our brain connects really well to metaphors and analogies like that too. So that's something Mm -hmm. tangible that you could really feel. As an energy worker, I'm big on like releasing the energetic cords Mm -hmm. and like reclaiming that energy that way. But I do see so many empaths have narcissistic connections in their life. Do you see a pattern in your work with that too? Yes, because we become codependent. Ah, okay. Yes. So we become very codependent to and very addicted to. It's a very addicted. The the empath and the narcissist is the most addicting, most most toxic relationship there is. And we become so addicted to it because it goes back to your childhood. This is just all goes back to your childhood. If in you know, as a child you were not validated, if as a child you were not you know, seen, uh, you know, if you were not treated with respect. And some of us had, you know, parents that were narcissistic too. So, and it wasn't their fault either. It's like their, the the grandparents were also probably narcissistic too. So it, it just goes back. It's really generational trauma is really, you know, ancestral trauma. Mm -hmm. So clearing that ancestral trauma and saying, you know, this ends with me. It ends with me because I, I don't want to have those narcissistic traits anymore. And I don't want to get pass on to my children, you know, instead of like, oh my, saying, saying to your kid, oh my God, like you're like, why are you acting so stupid? Mm. You know, instead of yeah. saying that, instead of like, Hey, you know, why did you do that? What happened? Can you, can you like explain that to me? Like, why did you do that? And then they're, you know, and then they explain, oh, okay. And, you know, it's like, like sometimes we see our, our children, you know, especially little kids running and, um, and they're like, well, you can go all the way to the corner and come back. Okay. And then you start yelling at the kids like, hey, I told you <laughs> just to go to the corner. Why don't you understand? You know, I've seen that a lot with a lot of parents. And then the kid comes back and like, what is the corner? Oh, oh, that gave me the chills. That gave me the chills. Yeah. As a parent, you didn't even explain what the, you expect uh, the child to understand at your, at your adult level of consciousness. 
they have, you know, they have the consciousness of a three-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old. Yeah. So you have to really go down and really explain everything, everything. And I mean everything. Oh, this topic so fucking tender <laughs> for me because I'm somebody who had a narcissistic parent and I see those tendencies coming out in my parenting often. Like this morning, my eight-year-old was getting ready for the school bus and I swear he turns into a sloth the moment. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, we have to hurry up. We have to, you know, get out there. And I called him that. I was like, you're such a sloth this morning. And it hurt him. It hurt him because he knows that that a sloth slow and he associates Uh sloth with being lazy and i've had such mom guilt since this morning i was like why did i say that even though like to some people that's not a big deal but my son's an empath 100 percent he has people pleasing codependent to him so what you do what you do with that is you simply see a narcissist for a narcissist it's it's impossible it's almost impossible for them to accept and realize that they made a mistake. Hmm. And even if they realize they made a mistake, it's almost impossible for them to go and ask for forgiveness because they made a mistake. So what you do as a mother, because we're going to fuck that up anyways, <laughs> we're going to fuck them. <laughs> so you go and you, you go to your child and you said, you know what, what happened this morning? I'm really sorry. You know, I'm really sorry that I said that. I was wrong to say that about you you know, that I love you. You're not a slut, you know, you're not. Mm -hmm. I love you so much. And I just want you to know that. Okay. And I want you to know that I was wrong for saying that. I'm sorry, because that's all they want. Really. That's all you wanted to. That's all I want as an adult. (laughs) As an adult, that's what you want too. Yes. Yes. And, And then you hug them. You love them. That's all you, that's all you do. You love them. You ask you really, really go down and you say, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. Yeah. Just me. And you Would know, you- this circles back to your medicine. The reason I was short this morning is because my self-care has been shit <laughs> and mm-hmm. my self-love has been shit. I haven't been sleeping great. I haven't been doing, you know, what I need to do for myself. So my patience is thin. So that takes me back to what you do. Like it's so crucial, not just for ourselves. It's a ripple effect in every area of our mm-hmm. lives. Um, when I'm not prioritizing my spiritual self-care or even like I'm a bougie person. I get my lashes, my nails, you know, all the things. Um, and when I'm not doing that stuff, then I just feel empty. Your vibration, your vibration goes down. Yes. So when you're doing all that self-care, you know, and people say, oh, you're being selfish. No, it's completely the opposite. You're not just doing yourself a favor. You're doing a favor to the world Mm. and starting with your family. Yes. Because then you you feel much better. Your energy, you know, your energy is glowing. Your energy is up. You feel more energetic as a mom. You're like, yay, okay, let's do this. All right, kids. Who Who wants to make a cake today, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because you just feel like this, you know, happy and excited. My personal favorite form of self-care is pleasure um, and sex. Mm -hmm. I always, you know, feel so much better. I feel tapped into my feminine energy and, like, I have so much more patience in all areas of my life Um, and dancing. I love to just turn on music and just move my body. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I love that too. I love dancing, you know, dancing naked, you know, going around dancing naked at the home. I mean, of course, you know, if the kids are not around, but yes, definitely self-pleasure. Self-pleasure is so important too. How many, you know, how many times do you lay down and you start touching yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like, it's like we forget to do those little things. And, and not only we forget to do it, we think that is wrong to do it. Yeah, absolutely. We think that is wrong to, to self, you know, pleasure yourself, to touch yourself as if it's, I'm like, what the fuck that the body is your temple. Mm-hmm. You should be, you know, pleasuring your, your temple. You should be taking care of your temple. And the mind, you know, the brain is designed to go for what it gives you pleasure. And it removes you away from what is not pleasurable, from the pain. Mm. So even our brain is designed for pleasure. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's all connected. It's hard to get from, you know, feeling wounded and that victim or mentality, survivor mentality to, okay, like I'm going to feel safe in my body. I'm going to feel safe in my mindset and I'm going to integrate you know, self-care into my life. Like it's hard to go from an empty tank to a full tank. There's a middle, there's a starting point somewhere. And like you were said, it can even be as simple as getting a cup of coffee and intentionally stirring it with an affirmation. You know, there's so many different ways to integrate it into your life. And I always say, try all the things. Some of the things you're not going to like, some of the things are going to light you the fuck up. And that's how you can create your own, I like the word ritual or practice. Mm-hmm. around it um but what is your like average day like self-care what do you do for yourself how the fuck do you show up for yourself first thing in the morning that i do is that i get up and i do my meditation at least a two minute meditation usually i do like an 18 minute meditation i just stay in bed i don't wake mm-hmm. i don't get up i don't get up until i'm done meditating until i am done you know doing that part of my my self-care, you know, to really set the tone for the rest of the day. And then I go and I take a shower and I sit in the shower because water is such a conductor. So I sit in the water and that's where I get my, the best ideas. So I just sit, you know, like I have, I don't have um, a bathtub in my room, but I have a shower and there's, it comes with like some kind of like, almost like a seat. So I can sit in there and I just let the water, you know, hit me. And I just sit in there for like 30 minutes sometimes. And I just, that's part of my self-care. That's part of my, that's my self-care. That's my time right there, you know? And it's like, okay, I'm just in the shower, you know, washing myself, touching myself, you know, if I feel like it, it's that, all of that is part of my self-care in the morning. And then I start, you know, doing my hair. I like to do my makeup, you know, even if it's like a five minute makeup, you know, even if I'm just going out to the gym and I just do a quick little five minute makeup, mm-hmm. that's it. You, you know, you don't need a lot for to go out, but even just a little touch, you know, especially, you know, cream, my moisturizing, like for me, it was like, my mom was always like, that's one, something that I got from my mom was like, always moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. Why? Because our skin is the biggest organ in our body. And sometimes we don't take care of it. So yeah, I put my oils, I put my body oils, 
I put my face lotion, you know, I get dressed and, and then, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to go out. And then before I do that, I like to sit in front of the mirror too. Sometimes I do my meditation in front of the mirror. And when I do my meditation in front of the mirror, then I end, I end the meditation with affirmations. Hmm. And then I just sit in there and I like, you know, I kind of like put myself right there. It's like, I'm giving myself affirmations, praising myself. And, and then that's it, you know, and then I, I go on for the rest of the day, but it really sets the tone for me to, you know, even if I'm going through a hard time, you know, because it's going to happen, you know, absolutely. Having a positive attitude doesn't mean that you're not going to go through crap every single day. It doesn't absolutely. mean that you're not going to go through struggles. You are going to go to struggles, you know, whether financial struggles, relationship struggles, family struggles, any kind of struggle, work struggles, any kind of struggles, you're going to go through it. But having that, at least a little bit of that positive reinforcement in the morning, it's really going to help you to change the attitude towards that struggle. To be like, well, you know what? Yeah, this, this, this sucks. This fucking sucks. But can I do something about it right now? No, no, really. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the universe decide mm-hmm. for this one. And if I can, you know, or I think, you know, can I do something about it to fix this? And then if I, you know, if I say yes, and it's like, okay, then why are you, why are you worrying? Yeah. If you can do something, if you can fix it, then there's no need to worry. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I talk to myself a lot. I, I do tell. I talk to myself a lot. It's like, you have to, it's like, you become your best friend. You become your soulmate. You become everything because really the, the most important opinion about yourself is your own opinion. Mm. 100%. You know, and that goes with validation. We were talking about uh, validation and self-validation. Self-validation is super important. Validation is important too. You know, a lot of people think like, oh, well, because you, you want to feel validated, then you're, you know, you're seeking validation and, and you must be, you know, going through, you know, self-esteem issues. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Self-validation is very important. Validation is very important. If we don't validate our children, they're going to grow up. They're going to grow up. Yeah. With a very low self-esteem, with no confidence, because nobody validated their opinion. Mm -hmm. Because nobody, you know, said that your opinion matters. So, yes, validation is important. Your opinion matters. Yeah, and, I and you have that. to say that to yourself. My opinion matters. Absolutely, my opinion matters. So I even said that uh, this yesterday. We were on Clubhouse, and I said, you know, sometimes we have to change the meaning of the world, the word, um, like NLP. You know, in NLP, like you change a meaning of a word, and so validation for some people has a little bit of a negative mm-hmm. meaning to it. So let's change the meaning to something positive. And that's when I said, you know, it's like change it to matter. You know, validation is because your, your opinion matters. Your opinion is important. 
So if you're not important, then yeah, your opinion is not going to be important, but you are important. You are enough. You are enough. You're important. You So of course, your opinion is validated. Your opinion is valuable. So yes, yes. It, it's like you have to validate yourself. You have to self-validate yourself. You have to. So, you know, those little things, it's, it's, it's so important, especially for us moms, for us parents that we have children, validate your opinion. I've seen so many clients that they go, it goes down back to the issue of I'm not good enough. Mm. And because I'm not good enough, I can't do this because I'm not good enough. You know, I, I don't deserve better than this. Yeah. So, and it goes back to the childhood trauma. Nobody validated my opinion. Nobody thought that my opinion was important. You know, everybody just wanted me to do what they thought it was best for me, but they didn't ask me what I wanted because they didn't validate my opinion. And yet my opinion as a child also matters too. So it's so, so important to also validate the opinion of her children, always validate the opinion of her children. And, and not just like tell them to, it's like, like you matter and oh my God, of course, you know what? Let me, let me hear your opinion. What do you think? Okay, that's, that's really, you know, that's a really good reason. Okay, I love that, you know, I love that. And then, you know, of course the, the other thing is like, okay, well, you know what? You're going to do what is best for you. I always tell this to my clients to do what it, what it feels right to you because that's your opinion. It comes from your intuition. It goes down to listening to the intuition. Mm. Your intuition is divine. So it's like you, if you're not listening to it, it's like you're saying no to receiving that divine message. Yeah. And then you're listening to somebody else's opinion about you I'm like well does he know or does he or she knows you better than you no you know yourself better than anybody else so your opinion about yourself is really the only opinion that really matters that everything, you know everything else that comes you know compliments like yes great take them graciously and say thank you but really at the end of the day what really matters is the opinion that you have about yourself mm. I had so much shame and guilt around the fact that I liked outside validation my entire life, that I liked attention, that I liked to be seen. And um, recently over the past two years, I've like accepted that and integrated it into my life in the bedroom. I like being watched, you know, yes. all of those things. But again, it's from childhood. Like I, what I had to say didn't matter. I wasn't validated, but I am always checking to make sure I'm not seeking validation because I'm empty myself and make sure that like, you know, I realize my opinion matters most mm -hmm. too. So what you said is pure medicine and beautiful. One thing that like hit me while you were talking too about the self-care, self-love is you were sharing about when you were with somebody in your past, you know, your protection was to get outside of yourself. And then now your self-care is your protection. It's like your armor for when life smacks you in the face and knocks you on your ass. You know, you have this layer of, okay, I surrender. Like, I know this is going to happen regardless of, you know, 
anything. Like life's always going to be slapping yes. us in the face. <laughs> right. I mean, and I'm, you know, I, I look very like glowy right now. There's days where I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. There's days that I don't feel like getting up, you know, there's days that are struggle too. I go through the struggles too. And I don't want to get up and I don't just want to stay in bed. And you know what? I'm like, and those are the days that I do even more self. Yes. Those are the days that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take the day off today. And I'm just going to really, really like reconnect with myself and take care of myself. I need to just cuddle with myself today. I love that. So where can we find you? How do we connect with you? So I'm on Instagram, Elia Bean. I'm also, I have my website again, www.eliabean.com. Um, very simple. It's, it's just my name, Elia Bean. So, so yeah, that's how you can find me. Uh, Instagram probably is one of the easiest way to find me. Uh, and then of course my website, you know, they can shoot me an email and yeah. And that's how they, yeah, that's how people can find me. Awesome. I will make sure I tag you on everything on my podcast with your Instagram and your website. And if there is one piece of information that you would like to leave our community with, what would that be? Just first thing that comes to you. That you're fucking amazing and that you're more than enough. Mm, Thank you. I love that. And I need that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and connecting with this community. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me. You're love so, you. Yes. <laughs>